welcome to another episode of Suburban Theology. It's a dialogue about theology, a discussion about doctrine. It's captivating, it's mesmerizing, it's inspiring. So come on, let's talk about it with your host, Josh and John. Then you know, don't follow through. <laughs> you never follow through on it. It's right. It's kind of like how I make this wonderful uh, content sheet, but one of the parties doesn't reference it. I'm not saying any names. Hey, it was one time. But <laughs> I just grilled the certain individual. You did. Apparently, the Col- whole podcast. You tell me, Colton, like that. What? Colton thought that was funny. Oh, he thought it was hilarious. <laughs> he was like, it was funny. You just banter with John about not looking at the, at the sheet. Yeah. For the whole podcast. <laughs> it's like, it's all John talking, not even me. <laughs> I, didn't even do, I didn't even do anything. Well, we're live now, folks. We are live. Good after morning. After after morning. After morning, because it's not morning, but we don't know when it is, well, so how it's about, after morning. Well, how, uh, or morning. Happy before morning. We could go either. Happy happy before after morning. You know, in the words of a famous person, it's five o'clock somewhere. It's five o'clock somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I. It's also morning somewhere. <laughs> sure. It could be five o'clock in the morning you or five get, o'clock at night. You can either get brunch or happy hour. Yeah. Well, I mean, how we doing? Good. I've been this thing running for like three minutes now. Have you really? Yeah. Wow. I think you should just post the whole thing. I mean, you say that every time. <laughs> I do, but I think it's I think it's really funny how we kind of like build up the anticipation of actually starting it. Yeah, and Instead then we of, started like, having like a nice like. Yeah, we never have you? a nice like. Oh, he we're starting now. Well, I was like, too. oh, it's like, we're going. And like, then I crop out like the first thirty seconds. <laughs> I'm like, we're uh, starting. No, wow. but apparently, I have to put the iron down. Somebody told down. me on the last podcast. Someone told you what? That I speak monotone all the time. That was me. So. It wasn't you? Oh, it was me. Garrett, it was you. Garrett mentioned That's it what too. I thought. Uh, Garrett mentioned it too. Yeah. yeah. There's two of us. Yep. So, so yeah. I'm going to try and speak with a lot of inflection and, you know, it'll be good and awesome. It's better than inspection. What? <laughs> <laughs> inspection. Speak with inpe- inspection. Inspection. I like it. You should do that. Ah, yeah. I'll do, I'll do my best. <laughs> Awesome. Well, on that note, <laughs> well, here we go. <laughs> welcome to <laughs> Suburban Theology. So, we have Facebook almost. It's coming. I got to make it. John's doing it. But we're going to get Facebook. Art of delegation. We already have Instagram. Yes, we do. And we're on, what is it? Pretty Apple Podcasts. Every podcast location. Spotify. Apple. You name it. We're Google Podcasts. All there, yeah. 
So take well, a like look. Like another six that aren't really important, but you can use. Hey, they're important to someone. Anchor, breaker. Which kind of anchor, breaker. Uh, breaker. Breaking podca- those anchors. Pocket cast, radio, public, and Spotify. There you go. So you got four randos. That is what we got. We do. All right. So. Rolling in the deep like Adele. Like, I, I don't know if I like that. Good song. Would you prefer like Nemo? Yeah, find Nemo. Rolling. Great up. movie. <laughs> Do you have your ex, buddy? <laughs> I will call you Squishy. And, you're and you squishy. will be mine. <laughs> squishy, you will be. <laughs> All right, we should get into this. Uh, so. Yes, we should. The topic of today. Tell me about it. Now that I have my uh, document in front of me. Oh, what a wonderful thing. <laughs> Who would have known? It was one time. <laughs> sure it was one time. I'm sure it was. Last week that it didn't happen. Did you see my comment that now. I put in there? Your what? When I sent it to you? Did you see my comment that I sent you? No. Oh, you really? What comment? I uh, on the, When I sent you the link, it said, like, please, dear Lord, read this document and contribute. Thank you. I don't I think know. I actually looked at Wow. Oh, yeah. Please look at this and contribute. Thank oh. you. I just clicked on it. Oh, that was it. I didn't okay. click on the email. No. Gosh. Sorry. My goodness. You're All right. The font here. So, let's get this show a going. A rolling. A rolling. Down to Old Maui. D- I don't. Okay. <laughs> so. You don't like the sea shanty? No. Oh, good old sea shanties. All right. So. Old Maui. We're going to kind of look at. I guess. It's not really the gospel in a different angle, but... More the interaction of it. It's more of the day-to-day, like, aspect of the gospel, I guess. Sure. And so, Josh... Yes. How do we as Christians interact with people who do not know the gospel? That's a good question, John. It is. How did Jesus interact with people that didn't know the gospel? He did a number of things. Wow. You see that nice little deflection? Little, little deflected. Bing, bop, boop, right there. I feel like right I'm there. having flashbacks from last week. <laughs> it just grilled you for the whole time. It just side. grilled me. I kind of like that. I just that. couldn't do it. Uh, how do uh, I just, okay. How do we as Christians interact with people who don't know the gospel? I mean, one of the golden uh, rules, the thumbs, golden thumbs, golden no, no, rule no. of thumb. That's the golden calf. Not the guy F. No, that's the a different apple. topic. The second rule, besides the loving rule. God, I think it's just the golden rule. Whole heart, mind, soul. Love the love Lord your God with yourself. all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, all your strength. Whole entity. All that you are. You love your neighbor as yourself. As yourself. It's the best ability. So I think it plays into that. How do we interact with people that don't know the gospel? You just love on them. Uh, I guess that's pretty much what John said all of last week. Yep. Or yeah. two weeks ago, because we're bi monthly. Uh, You're right, we are. Well, what does that look like, John? What does that look like? How do we love people? Well, let me answer it for you. You're going to answer it for Wow. I'll answer it for this you. This is refreshing it's from last week. a rhetorical question. I'll take it. It's yours. I'm supposed the to, mic is yours. <laughs> supposed to, we both have mics. Yeah, it's true. It's true. We don't have to share it, thankfully. Okay. Uh, I lost my train of thought. Uh, how we'll do we interact? Get back aboard. How do we do it? How do we do it? I mean, that could be from anything. You're like buying coffee for someone. I know that's what my wife likes to do. She'll be like in the drive-thru. And she'll be like, I'm going to buy people's coffee behind me. 
she does that. So I'm like, okay. why the heck do we have like seven Mocha Monkey charges every month? And I'm like, oh, she's being generous. That's why. Good old Mocha Monkey. Like, man, my wife is awesome. But I just if- get confused and I look at the bank statements. <laughs> I'm like, <"Man>, <laughs> you bought how much Thursday. coffee? <laughs> like, oh, Lordy. Uh. There's 13 charges in two weeks. Uh, no, it's not ever that bad. We. What? Nothing. I just, Edna. Edna. We'll get to that. Edna. Keep going. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, I get it now. It's like Edna. Um, you know. Yeah, buying people coffee. Incredible. I mean, then it's like caring after them. So if you like, I mean, right now in the pandemic that we got, like some people have compromised immune systems and they can't do certain things like grab their own groceries. Mm-hmm. You might just be out there, grab them some groceries, be like, hey, uh, I got you. Like, I'll take care of it for you. Don't yeah. worry about it. Yeah. You can do something nicer around, like, I mean, up here in Minnesota, it's uh, snowing all the time. It gets really frosty when it's cold, so you might just be like, I'm going to just scrape off someone's windshield quick. Mm-hmm. Or uh, if they're having car problems, I know John helped me out the other day because my battery croaked. Yeah, his battery croaked. It was great. <laughs> it's negative 19 that night. Yeah, it was cold. Oh, yeah. But we got it done. We did. I actually got actually, it done today. Well, I, mean, I fixed we, it. It sparked we got a little the battery bit. Out. <laughs> it, spar- it sparked a little bit. I got a new one. Oh, there you go. Yeah, it still cost me an arm and a leg, but it was nice. So it should last like the next decade. But uh, it sparked when I touched it, and I was like, "Ooh, that that'll happen." You know what I thought? Hmm. It's a very electrifying experience. It was it? <laughs> well, it's quite shocking. It's shocking. <laughs> mm, yes. You could oh. feel the electrons just moving. <laughs> Um, so back on track. Back on track. You know, I have a doctor's appointment for ADHD. Don't know if I need to disclose that, but it, from here on out, you can. You might have you a different personality. We'll see. <laughs> if I take the meds that I, I, I might I, be getting, they'll be like, "Wow, <laughs> man, Josh is so calm. I don't know what's going on." Yeah, it's because he's on his pills. You'll tell. Maybe we'll see. We'll see. It might just make you crazier. We'll see. That would be like the opposite effect of what they're supposed to do. So we'll see. Yeah, but sometimes that doesn't work. It's kind of funny. Everyone else in my family is on, like, medications (laughs) except me for, like, attention disorder stuff. Like, all of us children have it. So you might say it runs in the family. Hmm. It does. Hmm. I mean, my mom's a little crazy to begin with, but it's, like, a a fun crazy. But, yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh man, did I sideline that thing? You really did. Hole. That was like, I hit seven topics. You did. That's okay. Hey, the more the merrier. Yeah, we're you know let's talk about we're it. Ch- <laughs> we're talking about a lot more. We are talking about I can just it. Keep That's shoveling. what's going on. We'll chase that rabbit hole. Sooner or later, it all hey, comes back around. You know what? We're we're learning about you, Josh. You are. And that's there's a good more thing. about my uh, character and call. Yeah. Fun, if you want. All of his craziness. But it's fine. How did Jesus? All right, this one's kind of one of my favorite things to break down. One of the biggest interactions that I have I think is, like, pretty profound, and I feel like some people overlook or over skip is his interaction with, like, the Samaritan woman when he's at the well in the middle of the day. And if you don't really get the full historical context with, with that, it doesn't necessarily make a whole lot of sense. So I think can't remember off the top of my head where that was. It uh, was Samaritan. a well that Jacob dug, correct? Yes. 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 I am not sure exactly. It's in John 4. There we go. Oh, you meant where in the Bible. I thought, I thought you meant it's in, where it's is in it It's in Samaria. <laughs> I knew that. Uh, yeah. I was just trying to find that. 
but like uh it's in john 4 so john and his disciples were walking they left judea on uh and the way back went back once more to galilee mm-hmm. so they're trekking around because every time which is one thing i got from school is like whenever jesus goes to jerusalem jerusalem bad things happen so yeah we for him that at a different yeah. time yeah <laughs> never went well for jesus in jerusalem um, no. but yeah so they're the pharisees and jesus are walking around uh they're leaving uh galilee and they're going back to Judea, and then Jesus stops at a well in Samaria, and it's like the middle of the day. This is Israel, so it's hot, just it scorching. Hot. And so this woman East. comes there. Jesus is just chilling on the well because he doesn't have a bucket to get water. And the Samarian woman comes up to draw water in the middle of the day, which is highly, highly unusual for women to do that in the middle of the day. And generally, it's because they are outcasts or marginalized. And other people don't like them because most women, uh, Samaritan women or most women around that time period would actually go in the morning mm-hmm. or later in the evening when the times when are it's, cooler. It's cool. Yeah, and yeah. it wasn't as hot. Nobody likes being hot. Too hot. <laughs> okay, John. What? <laughs> I was talking about temperature, not like, you know... Don't be too steamy. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> Is that a better too word? Spicy. <laughs> too spicy. Too spicy. <laughs> yeah, John. <laughs> Never mind. Um, <laughs> Don't make that comment. <laughs> I was thinking about it. <laughs> it was like right there. Oh, I know. <laughs> no one else knows what we're talking about. Yep, that's fine. All right, moving on. What is cool is that a different Back time? Back to Jesus. And the Samaritan woman. And the woman. Samaritan woman. Yeah, so they're interacting. Jesus asked the woman for a drink. And then the woman's like, you're Jew, and I'm a Samaritan woman. And back then, like, their cultural differences are huge. Like, they would not, Jews would not interact with Samaritans and vice versa. So not that they were, like, super hostile, but they just never, I guess they were throughout the historical times of it. Like, they didn't really get along. Yeah. But, like, they just, they, they weren't supposed to talk with one another, essentially. So when Jesus, like, broke this cultural barrier, it's pretty profound that he actually did that. Because most Jewish men would not talk to a Samaritan to begin with, let alone a woman who is a Samaritan. Uh, just due to their cultural, the cultural time period that they were in. So this whole interaction is pretty profound. And, like, during this time, Jesus asked her questions like, hey, uh, you know about this living water? Like, super layman's terms right here. Mm-hmm. And the woman's like, I don't want to ever have to get water again because this is really weird for me. I'm grabbing it in the middle of the day. And Jesus is like, I'll show you where you can get this living water. And thing. then he uh, continued and pitched her the gospel. And then I cut the story pretty quick here but like then she became a believer and just spread the news to like everyone in her village i think you missed the key part but but i skip mm-hmm. that he put I, the he key saw part the five husbands of, yeah yeah oh yeah, yeah he like because that's that's pretty significant that this like yes she's an outcast but like she's an outcast because she, she had i think five i don't remember exact number oh yeah here it is had, it's like in 17 yeah, yeah. She's like, or 16, he told her, go call your husband and come back. Yep. Super rhetorical question. She's like, I have no husband. She's just like, you are right. You've had no husband. The fact is you've had five husbands. Mm-hmm. And the man you are with now is not your husband. 
And uh, what do you have said is quite true. And the woman's like, sir, uh, I can see that you are a prophet. <laughs> yes. You know <laughs> stuff. Like, oh. She's like, he's the real deal. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus like, is the real deal. I'm slightly exposed. But I think it's important to look at how, like, Jesus knew this and he was still like, hey, what's her. up? Like, he still interacted with her like like she was anybody. Like, yeah. Like, he didn't, he didn't, he really, he didn't treat her like an outcast. No, he didn't. No. He, he, like, he hey, brought her in and was like, hey. I want to talk to you. Yeah. I want to let, have a relationship let, with let's you. Let's talk about it. Let's, let's, let's talk, talk about this uh, living water. Let's talk water. about it. You have let's me no husbands. But yeah. five. But five of them. Oh. Five of them. <laughs> and That's so. That's the point, but yeah. Dude, we can, we, you could go so many different directions with that passage. and People have. Yeah, I mean, I've really, I think that one's one of the more, that's one that, like, really stuck out to me. Mm-hmm. But, like, there's a lot more, like, the historical ton- context that we could there is touch on to it, but that was a little, just a pretty brief. little biblical interpretation. Overview, a little mm-hmm. PBI. A little PBI, Principles of Biblical yeah. Interpretation, for those of you who don't know. That's where it's at. No, uh, we'll get into that another week. Yeah. 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 But there's other other references throughout the Bible as well. John includes a few of a uh, few examples. That's why the book of John's one of my favorites to read through. It's I think it's one. in John five and John nine. It's got a good name too. Where Jesus interacts with a few marginalized people that are like crippled from birth. Uh, a couple of them can't see or they're lame and Jesus comes in and heals those people. And, like, by most means, people wouldn't really interact with them a whole lot besides mm-hmm. doing, like, the regular alms, which is, like, a cultural thing where you just help them, but you wouldn't really, like, do too much besides, like, exactly what was needed. So, yeah. but, yeah, he interacts yeah, with the man who was blind. Uh, John five, or John 9 is kind of a fun one to read into. Maybe we'll do a different, like, little study on that one later because that one's kind of funny. But. yeah. Yeah, Especially yeah. when the man goes before like the the Pharisees in court. Yep. But um, there. If you want to do some homework, you can do that one. Mm-hmm. So John, I'm gonna bounce back to you now since we I will. feel like we kind of covered up how did Jesus interact with him. He loved him. He loved him. He like actually he, he went out of cast. his way to interact with those people. Yep. It wasn't like something that he just like stumbled across. Like he actually pursued the relationship and mm-hmm. like pitched it to him. Like he established a connection. And then he pitched the relationship and, like, changed their lives. So, mm-hmm. some of that. So, next one that we got on the on the docket is, how do we go about correcting false theological views? I think this is a pretty uh, huge one right now because a, a Western church, I would say, has had some weird uh, pop-ups or flares of, like, different iterations of the gospel. Yeah. And some of them are different than, like, the true gospel that we... Uh, Bible-believing Christians have, even though false teachers will utilize some of the discrepancies and then just flush it out. Mm-hmm. So, John, how do we go about correcting false theological views? We we talk to them, you know. Okay, we talk. I yeah, can talk easy. to you. Can you talk know, to a you Mormon. Can talk to, you can. They think and they're Christians. So you don't want to be aggressive. Gur. Whatsoever. No gur gur. So you're saying I can't just like wop someone no, over with you, a KJV? You can't just take a <laughs> one of those thick 
King James version. How art thou? Slap him with one of those. No, 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 no. Oh, thee you to death. No. Thee thou. You got it. You got to do it. Um. Oh, what does it say? I think it's in Timothy. Maybe. I don't know. He talks about correcting a brother. And basically, he says it. Do it with humility. Because we all screw up sometimes. Second Timothy two twenty three with love. It's also and Proverbs nine eight. Oh, we'll spit them. What do they? What do they say? Uh, I have to find it now. <laughs> sorry, or three. Well, he's finding that. I'm sorry, I clicked the wrong link. Oh. You gotta love like you know. Josh, Josh, just you know. He was grilling me last week. Now I, I get was. to grill him. Uh, you stated the verse, but then you couldn't right. remember what the verse was. You're right. I didn't remember exactly. I didn't remember. <laughs> you can't just go after me hey, about not. I kind of know what it says. I'm the one Googling it right now. I know it says something about. Yeah, not, <laughs> we're so millennial. You right. correct people with love and with humility. Yeah, I'm trying and to And so it it's got to be. That's why it. Generally, when you correct someone, it's more of a discussion rather than, like, if it turns into an argument, you're doing it wrong, I would say. Hmm. Because if you, if, and if they begin to argue, you you always have to back it up with scripture, because then they're arguing with scripture, and you can't argue against scripture. Because then you're arguing against God, and that's, uh, I don't know about you, but I don't want to argue with God. Yeah, that's not a good idea. No. He's going to be right. I mean, he does know everything, so, you know. That would be a losing argument. I don't think it's 223. Oh. So don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments. <laughs> I mean... That's applicable to some <laughs> that situations. I- that is applicable to s- correcting some <laughs> theological views. It is. It, yep. Some people are just naturally... Uh, some people are just naturally argumentative. Hey, I will say I did have an argument or a, a discussion, I shouldn't say argument, with one of my teachers in high school. She's like, man, there's some wonderfully bright kids. And I was like, so does that mean there are naturally dim kids too? <laughs> oh, how did that go? <laughs> Very unenlightened. Very unenlightened. Gotcha. <laughs> it was pretty funny. She was like, I never thought about that. All right. And I was like, here you go. So I, think, I think we covered like... We, we kind of covered that. 2.22. But we command to pursue love. Galatians 8. Love requires attempting to correct. I mean, yeah. As you can talk age. about uh, what's the, the uh, does Jesus say it? The plank in your eye? Yeah, Jesus yeah, says that. Yeah, you fool. Rip yeah. the, before yeah. you take the speck so out like, of someone else's. It, that that's what not to do, or it is what to do. It is what not to do. Matthew and five what to seven, do. seven five. Sorry, a little dyslexic. So basically, Jesus is talking about how like a person sees something wrong with someone else, and like sees that they're doing something wrong. So like a false theological view, and well, that person has a major false theological view 
And so, like, before you can correct that, the other person's little issue, you have to correct your own issue. You have to figure it out first. Yeah. yeah. Or else you won't be able to correct that. You don't want to be a smaller issue. Yeah. That's basically just don't be a hypocrite. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure you pray about it beforehand. Yes. Prayer is so important. I don't think it's talked about very like as much as it should be. Or as in depth. As Next it series. Be. Next series. Ooh, we'll prayer. See. Prayer. Ooh. Prayer. We'll have to pray about it. We we will have to pray about it. You know, this is the whole prayer without ceasing thing. Well, we could go in deep Good with job. that. All right, I'm getting ahead of myself. So, correcting uh, when we talk about correcting theological views, Josh has had some firsthand experience in this. I had some accidents. And um, Edna. So he uh, he kind of you know I butchered it. He butchered it. I feel bad. Like now. Oh, way too many pieces. Just uh, like shattered glass. It was just not good. And so uh, he corrected this. Uh, Edna. I corrected Edna. We'll, we'll call her Edna. Edna. So no. you, would you like to explain how, uh, how this came about? Yes. So. Kind of funny. Uh, this Edna lady was someone I was trying to set John up with. Yeah. Uh, way back when. He didn't do his and homework. I didn't. No, which was kind of funny because then our, another friend of ours ended up trying to pull some maneuvers instead, which kind of backfired. I was like, dude, what the heck? That was not how this was supposed to play out. But it happened. And then he got into talking with her more, and then he was like, bro, you need to see like this whole church where she comes from. And all this stuff. And I started digging in and like looking at it, at it and uh, researching this whole thing. And uh, I follow, I listened to a couple of the sermons that this pastor made. And I was like, this is some weird stuff. And turns out uh, it was a false uh religion i guess it, they called themselves christians but it was kind of a, a sect a false doctrinal sect and they're misusing the word of god and like mm. some things i guess it would technically falls like a more pentecostal type of thing mm-hmm. but either way it wasn't it was not theologically sound extremists yes yeah. it was not it was good like and I came about to learning about these things. And instead of, like, doing the right thing, just approaching them directly, I may have called Edna a cultist and to other people around us uh, before I yeah. told her. And then someone told her, and then I had to have a discussion with her about it, which our conversation was actually pretty fruitful. And I was just like, hey, I really care about you. And I just want you to know that, like, the church that you're a part of is teaching some really funky stuff, and it's not really good. And I brought some scripture along, and uh, unfortunately, there are some other unhealthy relationships that were ongoing at the moment, and they just poured gas on the situation to the point where, like, she ended up just hating me and didn't really see my true point. All said and done, don't come at them saying they're a cultist right away even though it was a, it's a cult but 
that was not a very that, loving thing on, no, no, no. <laughs> on my behalf to I, do. I would say that was not gentle. It was not gentle. Or it wasn't kind. Or humble. No, I, I was pretty. I was struggling with a lot of self righteousness at the time. Yeah, I'll admit that I was not doing too hot mentally. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was not so. the best way of doing it. There's a whole lot of other wacky beliefs that were in the system. But that was kind of the big one. It was like, hey, they're like, Jesus was telling me this. I had a blind vision. This is the pastor speaking. Was then like, he told me to start my own church and to do this stuff. And I'm like, ah, uh, hmm. you know, Jesus don't talk to people like that. And then they're like praying. They had some weird, you know, there's a false prophet when they start talking about like, certain political leaders just like being the next like a prophet themselves like a fulfillment of a prophet i'm like i think donald trump was like the president at the time and she's like donald trump is this and this and i'm like uh yeah no he's not a fulfillment of a prophecy at all like which is odd because they're the ones that were prophesying 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 they're hard yeah, I don't know how you're in grade school. Um, yeah, they were the ones that were like, Donald Trump is this legendary man. And I'm like, uh, he's not a fulfillment of any biblical. Not not that we can see anyway. No, not at all. We could be like, wrong. This was far before the I, United States was even a thing. And yeah. I'm like, I don't think even like Angela Merkel from Germany is a fulfillment of any prophecy either. I'm like, Whatever. So I did not handle the situation very well, and I have so, yet to talk to her still. But so I should probably Josh, reach out and be like, "Yo, uh, I'm sorry." I did how, actually say that, but how could I you have done that differently? Should I should have done? Approached her directly right away. Mm-hmm. Maybe not use the terminology cultics. Yeah. Uh, that was the big one. That, uh, that was really big. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have used that terminology at least right away. I did call her pastor a cultist. That one I'm not, I don't feel bad about. I'm like, she was actually, the cult, like, she's actually a cult leader. So it's like, what the mm-hmm. heck? Um, like, I have no regrets saying that. I'm like, you're, that pastor's just a nut job. Like, you shouldn't believe anything that they say. Like, they're just out here trying to manipulate you, get your money, which is a whole nother ordeal. Like, it wasn't biblical tithing. No. No. You can tell. You can tell it's biblical tithing and not biblical tithing okay. with how the church presents it. But that's a whole nother discussion for another time that we won't dive into at this moment because that's lengthy and uh, can yeah take a while. But how I should have done it, I should have just addressed it right away with her and been like, hey, uh, I really care about you and I want you to be like led the right way. And I don't think the church that you're a part of right now is doing that. And, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I guess I, I haven't really thought about how I would respond to well, but a lot more of like, Hey, I'm just like looking out for you. Like, mm-hmm. I want you to be like knowing the well, actual just, God and like just, his actual word and doctrines and theology than something that's like coming out of this lady who is, I don't know, the resurgence of the hippie generation with weed and whatever. I don't know. And I don't know. I mean, when you're on crack in the 70s, it does stuff, man. 
So. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> we'll end it there. <laughs> oh. I saw the sign. Yeah. So basically, don't join cults. Sugar. And, but how um, are you supposed to know if it's a cult? Oh, that's a good one. John, how, how are you supposed to know if it's a cult? How are you supposed to know it's a cult? Yeah. So. What makes it a cult? There's this passage in the Bible. It's not super obvious sometimes. That says that you should test everything against what the Bible says. Where does it say that? I don't remember, but Come I on, promise son. it's in there. <laughs> I Okay. Low key, any of you, if any of you did Awanas, send us like a DM of how like how involved you were or like how many Bible verses you memorized or something, you know, just so we can get the little, little more interaction from the fans. But like when I was in Awana, I did nothing like I, my Bible memorization. First John four, oh, one through six. I knew, I know John three sixteen, but that's the only one. That's pretty much every kid though. Yeah. That's because we said it. I knew at, that. Like, and I got day. kicked out of Awana three times. Well, I mean, <laughs> Three times. I just didn't do anything. <laughs> they would ask me every week. They'd be like, did you memorize any Bible verses? And I was like, nope. I didn't. I didn't either. I would memorize it that day. And so that's... I'd just be like, okay, okay, it's time to get First Corinthians down <laughs> right right now. I I'll wouldn't... spit it out I, real quick. I, I went sticker. and found the Bible verse that all it says is Jesus wept. And I'm like, I memorized that one. <laughs> it's like John 14, 3 or something. Yeah. But, so my Bible memory is, Sorry, like, I, know, I can remember that it's in there, but I can't really remember exactly where it is. But, if you do a quick little Google search, I'm sure you can find it. That was like First John 4 through 6. Like I said, I have no clue, but I know it's in there. It says, test everything against Scripture. Basically, that's kind of the gist of it. Or, um, oh, no, that's a different one where it talks about how every, scripture, all scripture is useful. First for Thessalonians five twenty one. Is that it? Is that the one? But test everything. Hold fast what is good. I think it's all scripture is useful for teaching and correcting. Is is what the verse says. And so, if you... That sounds you, a lot more accurate. Yeah, I think, that's, I think that's more of the correct wording. But... Sorry, we're going to put in things if, in layman's like, terms. And even in your churches that you are in right now, like, it's always them. good to double-check, basically to double-check the pastor. like and Because the Bible never contradicts itself. No, it doesn't. And so, not to be not to like, inerrancy. not to um, oh, how do I phrase this? Not to like be against your pastor or anything, but like it's good to keep him accountable. It, it's good to keep him accountable, and I'm sure m many pastors, if you walk up to him or like if they said something that doesn't align with the Bible, if or you walk sound up to right, him, or maybe the, like. I mean, I've had I've had teaching moments where like I've said something, and like it just came across kind of weird, and like I've had someone come be like, "Hey, I just need you to clarify this a little bit because mm -hmm. I kind of got yeah." Because so. even if like a pastor is preaching correct theology, sometimes it's not always interpreted correctly by the people True. who hear it, and so like 
it's good. That's why it's good to just seek clarification. Yeah, seek clarification and just check it against scripture because scripture is always right. Mm-hmm. It's written by God. It's always right. Or inspired, or God breathed, as the the Hebrew or Greek. I don't remember which one says, but yeah. So on that note, I, I think, think that's we've all hit our we got. Time. I think we, we have hit over our time. Yep. So Edna, which is if awesome. you listen to this, please reach out. Love to have a talk. Yep. And uh, Sam, sorry. But on that note, uh, we are on Spotify and Google Podcasts and Apple. If you want to do a partnership with us, we would greatly appreciate that. Please just yes, we would. reach out. I guess you, don't, you can reach out through Instagram. I thought yeah, that would be the best way because you don't have us. an email or anything. Or like once I get the Facebook going. Yeah, Facebook, DM us. We would love good. to do a partnership with uh, someone. Yeah. We just want to grow and expand because we're right just, now we just trying to get the listening. gospel out, really. <laughs> yeah, we just want to take this we thing sh- to the next level. Yeah. Yep. Well, we're going to do. Maybe take from suburban to urban. Suburban to urban. Or maybe Ooh. rural. Rural? I don't know. Why not both? You could do all the above. Yeah. You know, International? Yeah. 2022? International? Let's Ooh. see. Ooh, man, that'd be fun. <laughs> Life 2022? Oh, baby. Oh, baby. I'm in. <laughs> we'll see. So we'll get this thing Probably rolling. Probably not, but we'll go for it. So. You uh, all have a great after morning. After morning. And before after noon. Morning. I don't and know. Before it's not we're not even recording night. this at noon. So yeah. It's like eight o'clock at night. Oh it's yeah. Yeah, don't That's listen. That's all to me. we got. So yeah. All right. Go and be blessed. Yes. Go may follow his, Jesus, because that's where it's at. May you see his majesty everywhere. Majesty? Glory? See his glory everywhere? I don't know. Have a blessed day. How does that one sound? Have a blessed Sounds day. Sounds good. Blessed. May God bless you. Yes. And make his face shine upon you. There we go. That's what I was thinking. Good old Irish <laughs> blessing, I think that's what that is. Or Celtic blessing or something. It's one of the two. I don't, I don't know. know. It's like the blessing, you know, the song. May his face favor be upon you in a thousand generation <laughs> okay we're done now and all right adios <laughs> have a good day god bye bless. bye guys au revoir <laughs> bonne nuit bonne nuit yes bonsoir bonsoir bon fête bon, that's bon happy fête. birthday <laughs>